what's up everybody it's judy that hope you're listening to my love i tried the podcast yesterday i just could not get to it what a busy day so i apologize but like i always say there's like 1200 other episodes for you to listen to if you just gotta hear me say something but i do appreciate you guys tuning in and i'm sorry i just couldn't i mean i got up working it was non-stop work well anyway I am excited to tell you that yesterday was my 11-year anniversary of getting out of the hospital and, I don't know, not just changing my life, but changing my whole situation. You know, like, I just became a different person, which sounds, I don't know, I guess if you've never really worked on yourself and never changed yourself, then that sounds weird, but I literally got out of the hospital and I was like, Okay, I was a certain way when I got here, so clearly I have to be different than that because I don't want to ever come back here again, you know? So, it wasn't just about what I was eating, how I was feeling. It was just a complete gut rehab of the way I have been living my life, right? So, if I had fake friendships or stressful relationships... Anything like that had to be reprioritized or moved out of my life. You know, I had a couple of people I'm thinking of. And I'm not saying they're bad people, but the friendships just felt so one-sided. And it was always like, can you, when they called me, it was always, can you help me? And it was never about what they could do for me. It was never a mutual exchange of information. It was always me helping them. I was like, dude, I can't live my life like this anymore. I can't keep trying to fix broken people. I can't keep one guy. I met him years and years and years ago. And all he ever wanted from me was free screenwriting. And it's like the promise of, you know, and at first it was like flattering. And then you do it and it's like, well, you know, I'm 25. I have all this energy. I'll write these screenplays and maybe they'll sell and we'll make a lot of money. Well, you know, I'm not going to keep doing that into my 40s and 50s. My time is worth more. You know, so if I'm writing all these speculative screenplays for you and I'm not getting anything out of it, why should I keep doing this? And that's the only time you call me, you know. And then one poor fella, great, great human being. But honestly, I could not emotionally support that anymore. I have been stretched in so many different directions. And I have many times over the last few years felt overwhelmed. The level of overwhelm when you're dealing with a dementia patient on a daily basis is high. It's very, very high. Yes, there are moments of lucidity. Yes, we have laughs sometimes. Yes, there's some sweetness, you know, especially in the morning. Very grateful and thankful. And then there's just like this demonic part where it's like, oh my God, like the mood swings and the depression. And the, it's just so many different layers. And you don't know, you never know what you're going to get. Like Monday could be great. And then, you know, Tuesday is a nightmare. Wednesday could be great. Wednesday afternoon could be horrible. You just never know. It's like this roller coaster, and I just don't have it in me for fake friendships, for phony people, for people using me. 
you know, so I made a lot of changes and, and I'm speaking about the, um, um, the dementia stuff. And of course that was obviously more recently, but in 2011, I just made up my mind. I'm like, I have got to be brave enough to have the relationships I want to have with the people in my life and the people I don't want in my life. I have to be brave enough to tell them you got to go. And, um, it was hard because like I said, there's a, just a certain amount of time spent raising little girls to be pleasing you know, you, you can't tell people what you really think. You got to be sweet. You got to be, you know, and then, you know, I had just turned 40. So I was like, you know what? So I had started to feel a little bit of that. But then once I got out of the hospital, I was like, oh, I'm not going to die for none of y'all. You know, I'm not going to let you, uh, stress me out. And, and I, you know, no. So it started in 2011, but yeah, I had to keep doing this work. I, I don't think I um, terminated friendships or rearranged friendships to that degree until I was, yeah, about five or six years past that. But so it's been a, an evolving thing, but I had to realize too that I was being mistreated or I felt like I was being mistreated. Um, you know, and then I can hear both of those individuals saying, well, no, you could always call me and ask me for something. No, I can't. No, I couldn't. The relationship was just literally a one way street. (laughs) And it always ended with me doing all the work. And so, yeah, those kind of relationships really fell out of my life. You know, if you're if you're in my life now, there's value there. I feel like you value me. I value you. We trust each other. We enjoy each other's company, whatever. Um, and so I'm, I'm thankful for that. But yeah, a lot of people just have to go, especially people who stress you out. And um, those people are also big time wasters. While you're doing all this working with them and listening to them and coaching and counseling them, you know, you're not doing your own work, inner work, 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 you know, side hustle work. So it's important to make sure you're surrounded by people who love and value you, who you feel have your back. And it's a feeling. And when you know that this person isn't really on your team like that, you can feel it. So you just have to learn how to honor those things. Now, it took me till my 40s to be able to do that effectively. Although I have the reputation of always being the one to say something. And I would, but I also didn't. I also wanted to come through for people. And you, it gets weird because it's like, I feel like I need to come through for, for everybody. And there comes a point where you realize you just, you're not going to be all things to all people. Some people are going to be disappointed. Some people are going to get let down. Um, because at some point you start to realize you're neglecting yourself. Like you just can't really do all of that. So I think, uh, and this is another thing that probably could be taught in schools. That's not, you know, you have to learn how to, uh, maneuver human relationships they're difficult they're challenging because nobody's the same and nobody comes with a blueprint and you just have to go on how you feel and it was a trigger for me because I was raised in a household where I really wanted to come through for everybody I just didn't want to let anybody down and um, as you get older you have to realize that no one's ever going to be 100% happy. So at some point, 
people are you you've got to be willing to disappoint people and um for the sake of your own health and welfare uh they're just boundaries you have to create boundaries so yeah that's where i am i have spent 11 years living my best life playing with house money because i'm not kidding you the doctors were looking at me like boy I'm not sure how you're going to get out of this. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with you, that is not a look you want to get from a medical staff. <laughs> so I'm grateful and thankful to be here. I'm grateful and thankful for this podcast and, and you guys that listen. And I truly, truly appreciate you. And um, I do hope you find value in it. I do try to make it nutritious not just me ranting. Uh, I don't see how Donald Trump is not going to go to prison. Um, I think they're giving us these little bits and little bits of information. So his crazy cult won't just, you know, start blowing things up. Um, You know, basically doing January 6th. Uh, So yeah, like the way they leaked, quote unquote, leaked out the road decision so people could, you know, tear it apart. Uh, What was that? a month and a half ago and then of course they really do it um the other day so yeah i think they're leaking this out and dragging these hearings out because uh i wouldn't be surprised if federal officers are are tailing donald every day now 30 years so for r kelly for sex trafficking it's been a weird week for women's rights right like i'm happy that this apex predator is going to prison. And I'm proud to say that he's going to prison and has harmed a lot of women of color. So we don't normally get that kind of justice. So that is fantastic. You know, Roe v. Wade is a blow, but clearly it's to preserve whiteness, like the lady said. And look up Jane Elliott, go to madlovepodcast.com. It's the clearest explanation I've ever seen. And it makes the most sense. Because even when I was in Catholic school, I remember thinking, this isn't for black people because they never have black people on the posters. They want to preserve these blue-eyed babies that are on these posters. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out. And that they've glommed it onto religion because they feel like that's that's a safe cover. And it is to a certain extent. But, uh, yeah. R. Kelly, 30 years, Ghislaine Maxwell, 20 years, sex trafficking with, uh, with, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And I'm hey, release the list. Who are these men? He was giving all these kids to, you know, they know I'm not convinced it's it's over. I'm pretty sure there are going to be some more people going to prison behind this and they should, you know, they should you, if you're sex trafficking, little girls, uh, you definitely should be in prison. And if she wasn't the only one helping him. And I think the same tr- is true for R. Kelly. What about all the people who knew and didn't say anything? That's just wrong. When are people going to be more upset about people not coming forward? You know, like Cassidy Hutchinson, I think is her name. I'm glad she said something in the hearings, but couldn't you have said something sooner? 
couldn't you have done something sooner? Couldn't you have been? And I know it's scary because I'm sure these crazy MAGA people are now really going to try to threaten and kill her. I mean, the cult of Donald Trump is terrifying. And I, you know, I do think it was brave of her to say what she said. But like, you know, there's something really wrong with this man. And so many people enable this bad behavior from him. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. My stocks did great under him in the White House. But I don't think it's worth uh, treason and trying to overthrow the government. You know, that was ridiculous. And Bill Maher called it. He was like, this guy is not going to leave peacefully. And you know what? He did not. Oy, so much news. So little time. Please be your best. Have a wonderful and amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. Let's let's get to the winner circle together. Again, I have had the best 11 years since uh, coming out of the hospital and befuddling that medical staff and defying them with daring to get healthier, daring to recover, really, not just healthier. I, I recovered and like for years, me and I had to get rid of this doctor because he just could not see it. It, he was just like you were in such bad shape I was like yeah in 2011 everything was not working but you know I fixed that and you can't tell so that sucks sucks to be you so I had to fire him but um yeah you know live your best life every day leave nothing in the day drop exhausted so you can get up and do it all over again that's what we came here for you know, and I still haven't done what I was born to do yet. So just hold tight. Stay with me. This ride gets better. All right. Have a wonderful day. Bye. And it's mostly because I love you. I love you. I love you.